Hello, welcome to the Stock Hypers. I'm Brian, and you've got my buddy Danny on the line as well. And we're here to talk about, well, the stock market and how our portfolios are doing. Danny, what else are we talking about today? Well, today we're going to keep it on how my portfolio is doing because I had a huge day today, Brian. I know. Oh, I'm so excited to hear about that. The news happy. It appears it's the bottom has been found. Yeah, the bottom apparently has been found. It's been a couple of weeks now. Okay. On the tech stuff. Curtis first from uh, from the stock hypers at the bottom was a few weeks ago. We are apparently. Yeah. Right. Because we've we've called the bottom like over in the triple digits. But the last time we called the bottom was really the bottom. So I think that that is (laughs) just makes it work. I'll take it, baby. All right. I'll take it. It's the uh, the 9th of February and uh, the market has just closed. We had some really good earnings after hours that we'll talk about. Um, This is always exciting. We're in earnings season. And then we can have a little telegraph of the earnings tomorrow um, we can talk about as well. If there's anything you're excited to see tomorrow. Danny, how much did your portfolio go up today? We went up about four and change for almost four and a half percent. So yeah, I'm really happy about that. Did you have any big winners today? I did had quite a bit big winners. Unity, which is the biggest position was up 7%. And as you know, last podcast, I bought a bunch of that one. Yeah, that's right. Um, A lot of good ones. Fiverr's up. Etsy. Uh, NVIDIA, which I just bought more, Brian. I had talked to you yesterday i bought more nvidia it's up six and a half so it's up eight since i bought it uh c limited up seven percent and that's going to be a hyper hate later so we'll go back on that square ten percent roblox ten percent i think the roblox maybe a news that nfl is going to have a nfl world in roblox which will be pretty much every company nice uh mercado libre was and the big one brian i can go on and on about these so let's just cut it short doximity is yeah. up 24% today. And you didn't even know that. I had to text that one to you. You're like, what, what? I was just being cool, bro. You know, you were, okay. it's a small position. Kind of make me feel good by even. bringing some news. It is. It's always good when Brian brings good news. So we had all green except Amazon for me. And I have about 33 stonks. Yeah, well, like I've said many, many times, Amazon is just not the company to invest in. Yeah, I guess at 13%. Yeah, okay. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Of all okay. my stocks in there, they have held on about the most through the crash, Brian. So okay. I wish I had more in there, as a matter of fact. So I had a little bit better of a day. I, I ended up up 6% before the after hours brought me up a little bit bigger. But um, most of it was because a firm, a firm up 14.5% today. On what, Brian? Is it just one of those days people, is this a day, Brian, where people think the bottom is hit, so you're going to get back in, people like me, and a lot extent to you? Well, I don't know. You know, here's the thing. I think a firm is going up in anticipation of really good earnings because their earnings come out tomorrow. And if they beat earnings and they seem to have a lot of good juice going on with the with the branding, um, then uh, you know I don't I can't imagine it going up that much more. But who knows? I mean, we'll see. Well, that stock is so volatile, Brian. I can absolutely see it. So I think the earnings seasons have turned the tide. It seems like that's kind of stopped the skid. Would you agree with that? Yeah, uh, it's really interesting because there's just been a couple companies like Netflix and, and Meta that have fallen from uh, their their uh, their trajectories, right? Uh, Brian, Brian, that's that's getting your ass kicked. That's not falling from. <laughs> okay, that's yeah, blown out completely of- crushed as far as Meta. All I hear about Brian's- is 
people exiting this this meta um, play. Um, so I don't know how they recover. Nobody is very excited even buying it at these low levels. I don't see people seeing this as a dip to buy. They're just wondering if this company is going to be able to pull anything out of their hat if they continue to go on the metaverse path. Well, there's a, I'm surprised a, Unity hasn't gotten you know kind of hit more with that uh, scenario. Well, because well, for one, Unity has a much bigger market. Um, it's all going to eventually go to the metaverse. Mm -hmm. I think the, I think the fear, Brian, where let's say Unity, which is affiliated with the metaverse, obviously. And Facebook is that Facebook, the fear is that their growth has capped. They're pretty much maxed out. They have, after all, Brian, 2 billion daily average users and 3 billion monthly average users, which is incredible. Yeah. The fear is they're no longer alone with TikTok up there and they're done growing. They make a lot of money per user. I know they can juice that. So I think the fear of the best days behind them, which I think. Mark Zuckerberg, who we don't probably like a lot, but he's a brilliant CEO, saw this come and has already acted on it. So you're kind of in that no man's zone until something comes from which it might be a while. I would think it's a buy. We talked about it last week at, what is it, 25%. Now it's 40% down, right? That's absurd. Yeah. This company's worth barely more than half from a few weeks ago. It was ridiculous. Overreaction. They came out in a market crash. I think a long-term buy, it's going to be great. I, I mean, Instagram alone, earnings is like um, Instagram, like, Brian, is worth a trillion. Alone. It's like insane, right? Yes, it, yeah. it is. The, everything's low. It's, you know, ton of money, of ton of cash buying back their stock. I mean, I know you don't really like that. You like them to reinvest, but they're doing both. They're, they have yeah. enough money to reinvest in the companies um, as far as like technology goes and direction goes, but also buy back, you know, $20 billion Everything. in stock. Right. It's just a good time. I'm a long-term or waited out. I'm not even going to bother putting this in hyper hate. You've done it. Plus it's just obvious if you're a long-term thing, it is hard to believe Facebook's the company is maxed out. It's ridiculous. Yeah. That's a long-term cash cow. Even if they have to out. spin out Instagram again or WhatsApp, or, you know, th those types of things could only help you as a shareholder. Instagram and WhatsApp alone are worth the 600 billion and more. It's yeah. absurd. If you break this up, it goes a million different ways. So yeah. All right. So we have earnings today. Um, first one, let's take a, let's take the mouse. Um, the mouse house. Yeah. Walt Disney had their earnings come out. Um, they talked about their uh, streaming network and things of that such. Um, and everybody seems to have liked their results, right? Eight, up eight. Okay. Up 3% today. Mm -hmm. And then up 8% after hours. Maybe that's some short squeeze getting bought in there. Either way, Brian, that's an 11 and a half point gain in a day. I just think, again, the narrative, they went a little bit too hard on them. Uh, yeah. This revenue gonna, revenue was, uh, uh, let's see, uh, $21.8 billion versus the $20.8 billion expected. So they had a nice beat there. Adjusted earnings per share, $1.06 versus $0.61 cents that was expected. And total new subscribers were $11.8 million topping the analyst experts as well for Disney Plus. That's, yeah, that's Disney Plus is, really yeah. solid. Very Especially solid. When you're looking at Netflix's, uh, you know, uh, crash that they ended up having. And especially when the parks are about to open, which yeah. is unique, the biggest mode of moats. No one will ever be like Disney, at least in our lifetime. Do you have any Disney shop? I have Disney shop. No, and let me, let me, let me, counter, forever. let me counter the newly now Disney's back in business narrative. Okay. Okay. Without looking, Brian. What Dan, would you Danny Downer coming at you. Go ahead. This is Danny Downer time. What do you think Disney's PE is right now? What, uh, what range? Don't look. Are you okay, looking? I'm not going to look. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to guess, and, and their range is going to be around uh, 14. 
I would guess 30. It's really? 130. No, seriously? Is that oh. right? Okay. No, oh, wait, don't look. One more thing. Uh-huh. Okay. In the last five years, what range of price appreciation? If you bought a dollar five years ago, how much do you have now, Brian? Oh, five probably a dollar twenty-five because I I have had it forever. Like I you buzz fucking killed me. Yeah. Ed McMahon used to do that to Johnny Carson. He completely messed those up. It's at 44%. So okay. in five years, blah, blah, blah. Disney is 44% larger than it was five years ago. That's either wildly undervalued or it's what we've been thinking between the both of us. It's, it's a solid, safe stock. I would buy the NASDAQ index fund. I mean, no. is, that, is it hard to believe? It's got the streaming. I mean, is that all they got or? I, I don't get why that's 44% bigger in five years, Brian. It's well, like, you have to remember, we, you know, in the last uh, almost three years now, they've been running against a pandemic for most of their years. business. Two years, Mr. So, their calendar. Um, but still, Brian, come on, 44%. Okay, maybe so, I agree. But they also shot up during the pandemic. That's actually the best time. And well, is it a streamer because but, of the future but being bright okay. with the streaming service and making the moves? They bought, you know, the Star Wars acquisition, the Marvel acquisition right. as well. Right, and, the, and those are you're seeing the fruit of the labors. <clears throat> yep. Well, in that five years, okay, let's go back to Netflix. Up even after the Netflix crash, it's up two hundred percent. So something is clearly skewed there, right? Something one of those is just not because Disney in itself has a streamer. Disney of all the media contents on the planet, if you had to pick one to start a streamer with, it's them, and it's not even close. So something is off. I don't get it. I don't want to know. I know it's not hyper hate, but I never quite understood that, Brian. So, well, maybe you know, uh, Wall Street is just not uh, valuing Disney correctly. You know, they're not really valuing it as a streamer, are they? I don't know what, maybe some old school. I don't know. I never got that. There's a few stocks that have just never grown like you'd think, and I stayed away from them. So I thought I'll just get I'll just get the Nasdaq index fund. So yeah. anyways, okay. Well, look, so it, I don't get it. I'm so, not buying more of this at this point. I, I honestly think you know when it was at a hundred bucks, and this was uh, and as the pandemic was kind of in the middle of it, that was a great buy for Disney. Uh, and, and how much is it now? It's at one forty seven. No. 150 i'm sorry 159 after hours now i don't know what it'll open up tomorrow if, it, if the after hours you know uh ex exuberance is going to hold right but um, if, well yeah. brian we've we've talked about this for two years that both netflix and disney stock has yo-yoed in terms of which one is a bigger cap and that yeah. seems in the case most of the time which seems odd i would say if you had done one company you know if was one was given to us like mm -hmm. you know someone put it in a will i would still take disney it's so diverse it seems maybe wildly undervalued i don't get it something's off there and i don't understand that and that's most of the history it's been like that so, and i think you know they they spent what four billion on the star wars uh universe um and that seems like a lot of money i don't think it, it maybe it seemed like a lot of money at the time i think it was a smoking deal for the amount of oh it's ridiculous uh, runway that they have now ip is especially with the streaming yeah and they spent uh like about four billion for marvel and seven for pixar which were obviously brilliant moves and it's a still great company i don't get the valuation i never have brian so i'm a little i'm scratching my uh, head on that one okay. okay the other big one today brian with uber yeah that went up uh five percent today six and a half after hours another eleven half percent gain another company that really got corrected i've waffled on hyper hated mm. forever yeah um still not profitable they do a lot of food delivery brian is this what is 
what's the deal here? Well, it's, yeah, it's nice to see that year. they, you know, that they're uh, heading in the right direction. It seems this like. This is the 16th time last year they've had the last right direction, though. They've been yeah, in the right direction. This one actually time. was the surprise to me. I did not, I wouldn't, I would have bet Uber would have done the opposite. I would have thought that, yeah, their rideshare business might be coming back. Um, yeah. But I just, I just am not sure that this was ever going to be a profitable business. That's my thing is, and I wonder, not that I'm accusing anyone, passive aggressively but a lot of quarterly numbers you, you can kind of move the numbers numbers back and forth to avoid it so who i don't know it just seems murky there i've never really got close to yeah. buying them. Gro- gross um, bookings for um yeah. rideshare grew 51 percent year over year but that they had such low expectations right um or you know they have uh, the the numbers were so low last year that how could they not have had an increase as things were opening up and people right were and one and i think what you said it with the profitability if they get busier, their costs go up a lot. Yeah. Or if Netflix go more viewers, just a few more servers or whatever, I know it's oversimplified. Right. It's the problem with Spotify and Uber is you can be have everyone on the planet, but it's just not that profitable per person. And as it grows, your costs go up the same. Yeah. And I, and I know really the cost of gas is not calculated into the cost of the ride because the, the driver is... Um, you know, they're responsible for that, but that right. has to come into consideration. When, of course it does. And you know, well, they, everyone's delivery now. So yeah. in Amazon, it's, you know, I know Uber Eats is against DoorDash is really in the tank, but it just seems like a rough, it's kind of like the airline business. Yeah. Or honestly, the movie theater business, I just don't see a lot of margin there. I wish them the best, but I don't really get that. Never quite did. I'm sure I'm not seeing something, but, you know, I, I just don't see the exponential profit growth there ever. And that's going to morph to somewhere else. And I wouldn't really count on that. So, yeah, Uber's not one, even at this uh, price point, I, I'm not going to get involved in this. Are you? No. And okay, Brian. So I have a question since we talked earlier today. Yeah. I mentioned this should be the bottom. Things are looking good. I'm more optimistic. Mm-hmm. And you kind of went a Brian Downer on me, like nuclear Brian Downer. Kind of tell everyone, if you would, what you mentioned and why you thought that. Okay, I'm not doing this today or tomorrow. And I know I've mentioned this before, but I really like the idea of doing a 2% uh, target per day trade and not which having- is, Which means what exactly? Brian? Okay, so- All, A bunch of stocks or one stock? Now, here's my, here's my thesis. And I've done this before, and I'm not doing it at the moment, but your entire uh, portfolio is basically cash at the end of the day and the beginning of the day. And what you do is you target a, a volatile stock and you're just looking with a, with a, uh, uh, a, um, a rolling stop, uh, what do they call um, Trending stop, trailing stop, there you go. A trailing stop and you're just looking for 2%. You don't wanna own that, any stock at the end of the day. That way you're not, you're not stuck in the cycles of uh, momentum with, uh, uh, tech stocks or value stocks. You're not stuck with um, anything that is uh, news uh, related past the day that you're in. Um, you don't wake up worried. You're going to start the day with the cash. You're going to look at the volatility of stocks that are going up or even if they're going down and looking at the ones that are going to have just a range where a you can cop in with your portfolio. And I'm talking like if you have let's just say $10,000. You have $10,000. You're going to buy $10,000 worth of whatever that. So Brian, again, okay. So the difference from when you're doing early last year. Yeah. 
you had part of it in there. Now you talk about literally liquidating your portfolio. Yeah. Right. All of it. All of it. Okay, Mr. Baller. Yeah. And then you put all of that in mm-hmm. at six thirty Pacific time, which is as we know the only really time that matters. Six thirty-five. You're going to buy a stock. Right. Mm-hmm. Hope it goes up. Not hope, but part of the plan is it should go up two percent or more. You'll have rolling stops, so you won't yep. lose everything. Mm-hmm. And then by one twenty-five you're going to sell it and then you're, you know, smoking cigars the rest of the day. Is that right? right? Exactly. And, and it doesn't even take that long for the most place. Cause what you're going to do is you're going to get up and you're going to look for the volatility, the, the stocks that are making the biggest moves based on the volume of shares being traded. And you're most likely the easiest way to look at it is it's going up. So in the morning you see this, uh, let's just say, wow. let's just take Uber for example, and it's going up. It's hit like the volume is, um, almost doubling what its normal volume is. So you know that the, the buyers are coming in. All you want to do is ride that 2% up. You have your stop after that uh, trailing. And so if you can get above that, great, but you're not, you don't want to end up losing that 2% gain if you can achieve it, right? But you also right. have that trailing 2% so that if you miss you're not going to lose any more than that either. Okay. Right. So, so in other words, you couldn't, you trigger it. So if it went down 2%, you're out no matter what. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's like a few, yeah. right? My thesis is. And you're going to do the whole, the whole fucking portfolio on that. Yeah. All of Brian, all in on the, all on in. the Robin, right? Right. All in. And my, I've done that before and look, you're right. not going to win. Every, you're not going to win every time. Right. That doesn't make any not. sense, but. But you're three out of two, you're up 2% a week. That's that's a hundred percent a year. So yeah. the yeah. numbers are there. Right? Yeah. And if you can do, and, and sometimes you're going to do, so you're capping your loss at 2%, but you're not capping your gains. So there's going to be a couple times where you're going to ride it just a little bit higher or maybe a lot higher. Okay. And that'll offset some of the loss. Okay. Yes. So and then, I, and then the, you know, okay. once it's out, you're done. You're not trying to do it, you know, several times a day. You're not being greedy. It's really, you know, the volatility in the morning is where you can do this. Sometimes at the end, you know, sometimes it's there's news, you can write it with the news, but day in, day out, that's when it's happening right then. And then you're just done. Then you're going to close your app and you're going to wait for the next morning to happen. Right. So you said you just have a 2% trailing stop on it the whole day and then yep. you can execute a sale if you want, right? Correct. So Brian, what, what makes you decide or why are you thinking so seriously about this that that okay. is better for your entire portfolio than to sell the stocks if it seems like the bottom is found? Do you think this is not the bottom, is something ahead? What um, is the crystal ball? I think it's going to be, crystal ball? you know, that I think uh, it's going to be difficult to do other types of stock trading, you know, regular stock trading this year. Because so, okay, they, Brian, let, let me jump in there real quick. So you're talking about trading for someone like me, a long-term investor, mm-hmm. I don't, your thesis is just, if it's a tough year again, write it out, correct? Yeah. Okay. So if okay. you have um, your portfolio and you're just, you know, you're going to be in it for, you know, the next Five 10 years or longer, years, yes. it doesn't make any difference. Just continue to, you know, every month or whenever you do end up investing, just okay. buy the shares of the companies that you have high conviction on. And so the same just, thing, Brian, in my thesis is you buy great, well-run companies, expanding yeah. markets, right? And then I you think, just hold on. Okay. Yeah. I think through this year in 2023, maybe into 2024, I don't know Whoa. when it's going to happen. I just believe that we're going to have difficult economy. I think um, housing prices are really high and, and granted we don't have crazy loans, but people are spending money pretty easily at the moment. And that's a warning sign because 
and eventually it catches up to us where there's too much euphoria and there's not enough rationale to making these purchases that everybody's doing at so some you're saying point the same time kind of euphoria mm-hmm. right so kind of the same psychology about you, you, the stock market mm-hmm. played out with consumers you think right yeah and then there's always like the hangover right, right is your thesis so yeah. do you think we're going to recession is coming this year yeah, I don't think recession comes this year. We still have a lot of you know um, good things going on in the market with it. You know, it seemed, but the, Brian, the there's inflation. There's up. also wage, but there's wage inflation. There's more jobs okay. and people for the first time since right. we've been alive. Wage inflation is is great when it's under control, but we have all of our all of our stuff going up is out of control. Our wage inflation is out of control, as well as our product inflation is out of control. And as the wage inflation continues so to go right, up, right. it's going to cause all of the products to go up. And so oh, eventually right. it gets too far and then and then we're Argentina. Start, that's right. what Never good. Yeah. Well, okay, but that, that would mean extreme volunt- volatility, correct? With the stocks? A little yes, bit more volatility. I, we're not in the we're not in the volatility that is on the good side. We're in the volatility of the bearish side. Like I think there's more bearish case, especially with the professional investors, to you know uh, quickly exit things when they're not going well. Which has happened. But Brian, yeah. what you're not counting on is the exquisite performance from our political leaders on both sides. The flawless. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there you go. That's what, you know what makes me more nervous yeah. is that it's in their hands. Yeah. This is why we need Tim Cook to be running things. And Okay. So, well, that's a, that's kind of de- depressing, Brian. I'm going to have to count you for right now. Okay. I just think things are good. I think everyone is aware we don't want hyperinflation. That is clearly the enemy. And it's talked about relentlessly in the... Raising okay. rates, etc. Being aware that we don't want it and saying we don't want it does nothing to change the fact that. But it's what? Happening. Okay, but Brian, if we just raise the interest rates, that's going to slow it down. Yeah, no, no that's not. That's not going to happen either. Why not? Because it fixes a problem. Why wouldn't it? I mean, if, if there's rampant shit, easy money, stop easy money, and that's going to get get. I don't know, Brian. I. Here's the problem with the with that scenario is you, you can raise the rates and it's not going to make a big difference or it's going to it just doesn't doesn't change the inflation rate because we're, we're not it's not so subject to free money flow right it's subject saying, to it's subject to the fact that our economy and everybody in the world's economy are actually changing and we don't have enough in our, in our favor Brian we're stronger now than before the pandemic we're stronger post 2008 crash and before that might be the case for certain countries i i just think the 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 strongest always survive the best and we're clearly the strongest okay i don't see that as the case because we don't seem to have enough uh drivers trucks and and transportation um to make costs go down and we continue to be you know as we continue to consume that doesn't help out either it just changes it so that the companies can continue to raise prices um, to keep their margins. Or if everything's their rising, margins. If, if both are rising, then it's irrelevant. They cancel each other out. I don't get that. I what believe I'm no economist, mm-hmm. but I have seen disaster movies, Brian. Okay. <laughs> and so I don't know. Just, it just, I don't, could be right. I'm out. I'm over my skis on this one. I know potatoes haven't gone up that much. So I'm relieved when the 10 pound bag of potatoes goes up, Brian. You're going to see some serious panic, Chief. So that that's kind of my my marker. So, okay, Mr. Brian Downer, Mr. Gloom and Doom. Well, look, uh, I'm giving a scenario to where you you. I mean, I this I can't recommend anything to anybody else, but um, this is and you do have to have a certain amount of money 
to this is basically day trading. So if you don't have $25,000 in your account, this is a moot point. You have to have that much to be able to do this legally anyway. Okay. But the risk is the the risk, you know, because we've already ridden down stocks 40, 50%. Right. And, um, and I don't think that that, I don't think that that can't continue to happen. And I don't think we, you know, even if we have these nice updates like today, um, the risk is more to the downside than, than uh, missing out on, uh, on a, you know, a rise, I think. Sure. Interesting. Well, who knows? I, I guess that's why predicting stocks. Well, I'll tell you if I, hard. if I actually execute this, because at this moment, I really, you know, I'm not ready to, to jump how right close? on it. Okay. Percentage wise, how close are you? 50%, 40, 60 as, as far as like, like what, what do you mean percentage? You're selling everything, I, baby, and going in the next day you wake up and sell. What, how close are you to selling your entire portfolio? Okay, well, let's, 50, let 50. me put it in a different aspect then. So at the moment, um, having stops on the stocks at the moment is the way I'm doing it. So if oh, I get, okay. if, if, if uh, the market comes down to test the lows again, well, I'm not going to give up all of the gains that I've had over the past you know week or two. So okay. if I get stopped out of this, okay. so the market will determine. Okay. And it, it, okay. it just automatically happens. But at the moment, Fasc- I'm actually fascinated by that. Yeah. I'm going to live vicariously through you because I'm too much of a chicken to do that. Right. And I'm no good at it. So I kind of hope you do. Good luck. So yeah, thanks. Yeah, it takes balls, Brian. You got balls, no doubt. Okay, speaking of Brian, you're the downer. So let's start the hyper hate, baby. Throw it at me. Okay, so I'll uh, swat them down like flies, baby. All right, I'm going to go with a, a little bit of a theme, which is uh, these three companies are doing their earnings tomorrow. And we already talked about a firm, so I just scratched off a firm and put something else in its place. Okay. So three companies that earnings are coming out on the 10th. And uh, the first one is Expedia, the travel company. So travels to me, travel's coming back. But the question is, is it already going to show in the earnings from last quarter? Okay, Brian. Think? And what is their guidance? And maybe more uh, impactful is the guidance going forward. Is Expedia going to be like, look, it's all coming back, baby. Everybody's traveling. And we now have an, an Air, our Airbnb division is uh, starting to uh, gain traction. Right. So where are you lying on that? Well, yeah. okay, they're up. You know, they kind of avoided the crash, Brian, for the most part. They're sure. up for the year 37%. They really, they're at an all-time high, I think, right now. Yeah. So uh, they're a dollar away from all-time high. Must have hit it today. So Expedia, yes, I like travel. I think I may have missed a boat on this one. I think it's already went up. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean it can't keep going up. It's a good company. Made up 64% in five years. I'm going to hate it, Brian, because I don't know much about it. Oh, wow. I agree with you. I think I think we're out of the uh, COVID stuff until fall at that point. We're so used to it. We're all sick of it. I don't think it's going to affect things as much as it has before. Be like a bad flu season, which is terrible. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to hate it because it looks like I missed out. I'm late to the party. That's why I think I, I, I wish I would have thought about this, you know, I guess in late, you know, it peaked in late January. So I, I think I missed out, Brian. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hype Expedia because I believe that this isn't the peak, even though, yeah, the, I think it's right, justified right. that the that the stock has gone up because they've done a great job as things are coming back. And I think people are traveling. And I think it's going to be similar to Disney where they're going to mm-hmm. show that, yeah, they're, people are traveling already. They did it last uh, quarter. And right. I think they're going to see reservations, which that's something that they can kind of telegraph, that the reservations are super strong going into huh. um, spring and summer. Huh. Where are they based out of? Do you know offhand? 
Um, not offhand, no. Market cap of uh, you know, it's not that big, Jan. It's just thirty billion. That's that's big to me, Brian. Where's it? Where are they based out? I'm just curious. Headquarters. Uh, Seattle. Oh, it is Seattle. Yeah. Well, interesting. In that case, I'm gonna hype it, baby. Oh, that's all it took. Huh? <laughs> Did you know, Brian? I was born there. Oh, you know geez, here we go again. Yeah, born in Seattle. So I'm the hype at Seattle base. You're probably right. I might be late, but the party's still going to go on, Brian. You have reversed me. Mm -hmm. I do like it. I'm being short-sighted long-term. I think it's good. Travel's going up. Well-run company. I'm going to hype it for long-term. 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 Right. Although five years is not that good. It's only up 64%. But since it's COVID lows, it's up about 400%. So oddly mm -hmm. enough. So, okay. okay. Next right. one is uh, Coca-Cola. So this is going back to a uh, an idea of um, are they going to be able to – now they, they've gained quite a bit as well, just like Expedia for over the past year. But are they going to be able to make the moves that make this company um, grow – in the future, I'm, I'm sorry. Are they just going to show I, same old? Same I'm sorry. Old. I don't mean to be rude here, but I fell asleep when you mentioned Coca-Cola. I glanced at their five-year chart and I fell asleep. <laughs> and then I glanced at their one-year chart and I fell asleep. Now, one-year charts—it's not twenty-two. No, it's good for this year. Yeah. That's great. Five years, forty-seven percent. I'm out. You're not. You're not enthusiastic about a, a, a soft drink company like Coca-Cola. Um, well, they're well run. Um, they're going to last. I think they have a, you know, they had to diversify. I just know I'd rather take the NASDAQ. It's, a, it's that simple. I looked them a lot during the pandemic. Suppose they really shoot up. Mm -hmm. They have come back since the pandemic. I'll give them that well-run company. I have no idea what their dividends are. Oh, 2.71 P ratio is 30, blah, blah, blah. Boring. It's 1964. I'm in, <laughs> but Brian, man, I'm on the, I'm on the cutting edge. I don't know what I'm yet. But I did figure out my printer today, so I'm feeling cocky, okay. and I'm out on Coke. Sorry, bro. I'm out. Right, I'm, I'm going to be. Great. I'm with you on this one. I, I keep looking. I, this is on my list of the value companies, you know, to pivot to, and I just can't do it either. I like no. for a holding. Uh, no. no. Uh, Coke okay, Brian. Let's get rid of those snoozers, baby. Are you All ready right. to enter a little risky zone, a little deeper water? Okay. Well, I have. Rougher? I have okay. one more. Oh fuck! I'm sorry. Wait. Do you? Yeah, I, yes, I I'm do. fucking okay. That's it. No more mushrooms before the pots. I mean it. This is the last time. Okay. All right. Uh, so this is another one I think is uh, the earnings are tomorrow. So I've done this uh, particular uh, this particular. Um, okay, lay it on before, me, baby. And it's uh, been had a nice volatile day today. Um, Aurora cannabis. You fucking drug addict pothead. That's all you think of, Brian, is drugs. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, what, what is its ticker again for everyone? Let us know. Uh, ACB. ACB. Yeah. Now I've I've uh, owned this, just sold Slacker. this. This is a very this is a eleven percent very... today. What? Wow, that's a why is it up eleven percent today, Brian? What did I miss? I mean, did someone really... not pass me the bomb. What happened? Oh, the hours are tomorrow after hours. Okay, tomorrow after hours. So they're just they're stacking they're just... the bomb, baby. They're ready for a party. They're ready for a party, and they're they're excited about the party that might happen tomorrow if this uh, if, if if this goes in uh, Aurora's direction, right? Okay, so it's a tiny right. company. It's almost a billion dollars in. This is from capital. Canada, right? Yeah, oh, yeah, they're all from Canada, aren't they? One more Canada fuck job. I'm telling, kidding, Canada, lighten up. Okay. okay, I don't know what's scarier, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre or this one year chart of this company. What the, <laughs> dude, it's like. Okay, well, look. Let's just be real. This has been beat up. Um, uh, just because of the sector and 
but this yep. sector is wildly, wildly, wildly overstuffed. There's no moat on it. Yeah. I used to grow pot back in the 80s, so I know how easy it is. And it's easy. It topped There's out. No okay, moat. so in one month uh, ago, it topped out at six bucks, and now it's like four dollars and okay. six. 60 something Canada, it was like okay. it was under four for okay. a while Look just at this. Uh, a week or two ago stats. let me break this down canada is smaller than california yeah can aurora sell pot in, in in america can they grow and say let's start selling pot in america no they can't pot is is just again what makes you nervous about the government is how they fucked up the pot legalization it's legal by state but not federal you have to pay cash you can't sell over state lines if you have too much you have to burn it having friends in the industry and being from Oregon. It's just such a fucked up regulated industry. Either it's legal or it's not. What does it matter if it's Ohio, Wisconsin? What the fuck does that matter? It doesn't. Are, you, are you hating on this? Are I, and I, I feel bad for him. You do. Right? You feel bad. I would like to do it, but you know, I have no moral objection. I, I think of all the drugs, I would, I would say pot is by far the least damaging, right? Yeah. It's like wine to me. So whatever. I just I'm think gonna... it's so fucked up regulated. And it, imagine Brian. Okay. You're a kid, you're excited, you're going to Disneyland the first time. You walk up there, you go to the walls, and they don't open. The door doesn't open. So you're stuck looking inside, right? That's Aurora. They can't sell to America. So they're, And that's not going to change for a variety of political reasons. Too much supply, too many people, no moat whatsoever. If, if I can do this 35 years ago, that's, that's a problem. I'm just telling you, I'm not the genius. I'm not Farmer Danny here. So unfortunately, I wish him the best, but I'm going to hate it along with the whole industry. The bubble is over. I wish him the best. Good growing. And plus I quit 96. So that was probably half the market. So anyway, are you hyping or hating Big Daddy? Uh, yeah, I'm going to hype this thing because I think tomorrow after hours, yeah. this thing's going to be a seven bucks. I think... Uh, it, it, okay, so no. you're hyping for a quick boost, and you're getting. Oh yeah, out. yeah. I think so this, this, is, this is a trade to you. For me, I'm long term. Yeah. Again, I look long term. Brian's trade, long term. No wish in the best. You're saying get in and get out, hit it and quit it. Good job, Brian. Okay, best of luck on that. Yeah. Okay. I think you better get in quick. It seems it seems like it's out there. Right. Okay, Brian. So let's if you can possibly change a mode in your drug infested mind there and not be on drugs and destructive yeah. things. I'll do my best. Let's. Let's do, I'm going to review a lot of my smaller ones that were doing great before the crash and mm -hmm. are great companies. Yeah. Again, I like to buy well-run companies and growing markets. Tech does it a lot. Um, and I'm going to go back to, let's go first to GitLab. If anyone knows that is GitHub, which is owned by Microsoft. Git, GitLab is a place where you store your codes. If you're making a site or anything, you store it for free on there. And in case something happens to yours, you have them as a backup. It's all open source. Mm -hmm. You can also like much like on Git, GitHub, a little bit of social aspect mm -hmm. is if you make it open or closed, you want to share your code or not. It's a massively growing thing. Um, brilliant. I would love to buy GitLab, but they're owned by Microsoft. So we uh, GitHub. I'm sorry. This is GitLab. GitHub's a big one. This is GitLab. They're going after the niche ones, the smaller players. It's not going to be profitable for a while. I get it. It's not cool. I've been cool since the 80s, and even that was debatable. So well-run company, growing market, small cap. This holds codes. It has been corrected. It's starting to come back. It's, it was down 40. Now it's only down 20. So okay. the rebound has came. So I want to know now, with a market cap of $11 billion, go back into it and hold that bastard for a decade, Brian. Yeah, maybe. Uh, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to hate it. Okay. Okay. I'm going to hate it just because I think that this is the type of stock 
that that needs to that that you should be warned about because in the next year or two, this thing is going to be one of the first ones or in the crew of the first ones that are just going to get hit again. And we're now, gonna, hit again. If, are you saying if, if the market sentiment goes bad, no matter how good it is, because it's not profitable and it yeah. probably won't be. Mm-hmm. So we we appreciate their well-run company, a growing market, but the sentiment will take this down like a tidal wave. You're saying? Yep, I think so. I think we're gonna like if you if you want to just kind of wait for the moment. I think you're gonna be able to buy this thing again around fifty bucks. I just think these is these are the ones that are gonna test those low again, mm-hmm. um, at least once or twice during this year. And okay. um, you know, so you think there's more pain to come. So oh, yeah. you're not calling them. This may be a bottom, but it's gonna be a long bottom. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna, gonna hate. I'm gonna hate it at this level because it's already had a nice recovery. There's just no way that I would put new money in on this. If I was, if I owned it higher and I was looking for dollar cost averaging, you know, I I guess I'd probably want to buy on a down day, not an up day. But okay. So I'm going to do hype it, Brian. All right. Good to get your thing. This is going to be similar. This is digital ocean. Now what these guys do are much like AWS is a cash cow for Amazon. It is the hosting of everything, right? Mm-hmm. We got it. Uh, Google has it. Azure has it with Microsoft. These are niche to small companies, but it's a very good one. Very highly regarded. They've really got the niche. What's small the ticker symbol for this? What's that? It's D-O-C-N, Doc Nation. Is what it sounds like was DigitalOcean. I always call it Doc Nation. Gotcha. So this is down, coming back up. A very highly respected company, market cap of seven billion, a recent IPO. Mm-hmm. Very similar to what Brian is doing now. This one though, Brian, is actually profitable. So the question I have on this one: they've crossed that zero threshold. So will that be spared the punishment as much? And in time, I think this is going to grow. We know hosting. You know, because Netflix is on Amazon. It's a highly, highly margin industry, unlike you know, other things we've talked about. So high margin, growing industry. They found a good niche and are killing it. Yeah, this ocean. Between the two that you've just mentioned, I would lean towards this one. And I'll say that I would hype this one. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, I would hype this one. I think that uh, we are, this is like really close to the 52-week low. Mm-hmm. Um and, you know, there could be a little bit more pullback, but I wouldn't be afraid of this one in particular dropping, you know, 30 or 40 percent from here. I think uh, you're right. It's profitable. It's in the right category of uh, storage. Um, Highly regarded. Well, cloud well. storage. I mean, that's yes. that's just a growth area for sure. Um, right. You know, to the end of time at this point now. But uh yeah, I'll hype with this one with you, too. OK. And and, and the, re- the big switch, although you'd. you'd you might think the GitLab and the Digital Ocean are both well run. You think the market sentiment will be a little less more forgiving because it actually doesn't lose money; it makes money. Yeah, I think that that so, is a big, okay. a big difference that's, between the two companies. So that's what we need to focus on: your money right they, now. Right. Yeah. So no matter what, it can be a perfect thing to lose money on a small company. Move on. Yep. Okay. So speaking of that, we have not mentioned this for a while. It's been a horrible stock I bought. It was my high risk thing. It's a site I like. It's called Curiosity Stream. Oh, right. It's a little streamer that apparently couldn't. Brian, because I'm down a lot on it, but it is so cheap now. And before we go, we need to mention the M&A we've been talking about. This is a tiny company. 215 million is is as high as 1.4 billion. Mm -hmm. 220, so quarter of a billion dollar company. It's a streamer, fact-based, mostly documentaries. The same person that found this did the Discovery Channel. If anything, Brian, this is again a higher risk one, but it's much cheaper than it was a few months ago. Okay. It's a good channel. I have it. It's 15 bucks a year. Could be an acquisition target. 
is this worth at, under the guise of a high risk? We understand it's a high risk, high reward. Is it a risk worth taking for Brian Hyper Hate baby? Yeah, um, I think that this is uh, it is a acquisition target. It's a good risk for um, a, not a not a lot of spend. I think it, this thing's four dollars, and yeah. that is the fifty-two week low, right? Right. It's been bouncing around here for a while. This doesn't lose that money, but it's tiny. The revenues are like fifteen million. It's like tiny. It got overvalued. It's just too big. In all fairness, okay. The only, the only it's nearest all-time low. This is a spac. I think a good one. I I think it just should never have been valued that high because it's just just the volume and it does isn't that much. It's its infancy stage because SPACs came along. They went early to raise some money. I can't blame. It actually worked out for them because they got ten bucks a share. Now it's at four. So actually, it was a good move for them. Decent amount of cash on hand. Well run. I hype it just for the risk factor of um, it's probably going to get bought or it right. could grow a little bit. I don't think there's a lot of downside in this because they're not really starting at a level that could go out of business. But Brian, this could go out of business. In all fairness, they could, you know, sell out documentaries, get a few million, and, and head for the hills. You know that? No, no, no. I don't think that risk is super high at the moment because right. this this uh, just got the investment money just you know within the right. last year, right? Yeah, they, for the size of the company, have money on hand. They're not. They don't have a high burn rate. One yeah, of the reasons I, I like looking them, at this, and they they did uh, they did have a decent cash um, holding, yeah. so I'm not worried about them going bankrupt in the next year or two. It seems because like Brian, they're but Brian, their cost of content is much lower. Yeah, where Netflix has to spend a lot, like on that movie, Don't Look Up. I'm sure it cost 150 million. Mm-hmm. I know they own it, but these guys, because it's fact based documentaries, they don't have that massive IP cost by comparison. Right. So it's relative. I'm going to hype it as well, Brian. Glad to hear you said it. It's exactly why. Again, it's high risk. If I lose it all, it's understandable. I might actually double down on this one. Still love yeah, it. I think, I think the, the risk is kind of taken out of the market at the moment for this particular stock, right. um, you know, at least as far as like the, there's more reward and upside to this, even if it was purchased. I think, you know, this level. I agree. Okay. So before we go on the M&A thing, Brian, you texted me yesterday about the possibility of Netflix buying Viacom. Well, it was a. Uh, I saw a few articles about this that um, it would sense. be a good idea for. Everybody was kind of proposing that Viacom would be a great purchase for Netflix. I don't get why Apple or Netflix don't buy them or Amazon. Yeah, it, and it you makes no about sense before. And now all of a sudden, it's in, ad nauseum. Yeah, if it's out there in the world where people are talking about this, other than you and well, I, the price goes up. But Brian, we actually started that because we mentioned Viacom early last year, and you mentioned one of your predictions for this year that this you're going to see a lot of M and A on the big streamers for obvious yeah. reasons. So we have been right. calling this, I mean, for years now. So do we get a cut on this when this happens? It, I mean, we kind of brokered the deal basically. Yeah, I mean, we should. I'm going to hype that a, right now. We should have cut. a few points in this, shouldn't we? Fucking A, we should. I'm going to go there. I don't, where are they based out of? LA? I'm going to go kick some ass is what's going to happen. <laughs> okay, that's what's going to happen. Right. Well, at least we should get free memberships if nothing else. Yes. And I do, I do, do you have the uh, CBS streamer, by the way? The Paramount Plus? Yeah, I do have it's Paramount good. Plus. I like the live feature. I don't use it much with CBS. Mm, I, I never think. use the live feature either. I don't really, you know. No one wants, not... does anyone fucking watch TV anymore? No one, not even the news. I don't even, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of sad, but I just think that's a big plus. And, you know, there's talk about, was it Apple TV or Netflix buying the NFL rights, which is going to happen. They're all going to eventually morph and have some live programming some of this they're all you know this is a ever-changing business so they should have worked out that deal before the you know before the playoffs started because the playoffs seems to be just crushing it as far as viewership uh, and the content life. was amazing yes yeah nfl is a well-run league for all its criticism if you look at the numbers it's it's 
fantastic. Mm -hmm. Too bad it wasn't a public company. It is absolutely fantastic. I'm sure it will be. So, All right, okay, so Brian, we'll wait, one last thing. What I know you don't, you don't watch football. So I'm going to put you on the spot. Right. Do you want the Midwest Cincinnati Bengals or do you want the glittery LA Rams? What if you're betting on? Oh, I, I would take the Rams. I would, I think that, uh, you know, it's nice that the Bengals are getting a, a shot after so long. That's pretty exciting. If, you know, they seem to be a little bit on the underdog side. Of oh it. yeah. Massive. Yeah. And sometimes you want to root for the underdogs, but you know, I live in California. You yeah. know, I'd like to see the Rams, you know, win. Okay. Well, I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, state. I'm taking the other side. In that case, take the Bengals. I like their quarterback. So we'll see. I'll take Bengals. I don't even want the points, Brian, even though you have them. I'm taking them straight up. You're welcome. Have a good week. <laughs> okay, everybody. So remember, uh, Stock Hyper is at Gmail. Uh, what did Kathy buy.com and the viewership on that is spiking by the way it's actually fascinating great job to Brian I will give him the credit for that's fascinating quick little read there and very informative so yeah I'm glad you're enjoying it Danny it's always fun very to much. see what Kathy's buying and selling yes and she's on a comeback too by the way okay that's it for the episode thank you guys good luck with the earnings yep. season stock hypers we are out <laughs>